It's now time for the Billy C Show, part of the BillyCBoxing.com network. And we're coming to you live from the Billy C Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C Show. Good morning, good day, good evening, whenever you're watching, whenever you're listening. I hope you're doing okay today. Today's show is being brought to us in part by the Title Bout Championship Computer Game. Get yourself a copy right now. Visit TitleBoutBoxing.com. Today's show is also being brought to us in part by, you guessed it, Kenny Bear's Barbecue Rub and their newest... The Cajun Spice and All-Purpose Salt. Get yourself a bottle of each. As a matter of fact, get yourself two or three bottles of each. Visit uh, SouthernGourmetSpice.com and make sure you tell them uh, Billy C. sent you and demand the Billy C. discount. And finally, today's show is being brought to us in part by my book, Don Molino, From Bondage to Better Men on the Planet, is available right now where all good books are sold. You can get a copy right now where you're watching or listening to this very show. Just visit barnesandnoble.com or amazon.com. If you want a signed copy, just drop me an email, billy at talkingboxing, T-A-L-K-I-N-B-O-X-I-N-G.com. Uh, it's our post-fight show, Canelo, Triple G, just ended. In case you missed it, uh, Canelo Alvarez won a unanimous decision. Uh, he improves to 58 wins, two losses, two draws, 39 of his wins coming by knockout. And Triple G drops to 42 wins, two losses, and a draw. The two losses and the draw both come in at the hands of Canelo Alvarez. The way the judges scored it, well, one judge had it 116-112. Two had it 115-113. I thought they were generous. I, 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 you know, I was pulling for uh, Triple G, but I scored it 118 to 110. I gave two rounds to Triple G, rounds 9 and 10. I thought uh, Triple G looked extremely old. Uh, you know, he wasn't throwing punches. Um, you know, I, I mean, what can you say? It was a dominating, uh, in my opinion, it was a dominating fight uh, on uh, uh, on Canelo's part. Um, Triple G, uh, I don't know. I don't know what his game plan was. Maybe you know the commentating was alluding to the fact they thought maybe he was trying to to get into the later rounds. Um, if he was, then he forgot to turn on the gas. Uh, but uh, I think what we saw here is a classic uh, 40-year-old fighter. Uh, and you know how sometimes people say, oh, well, they aged before our eyes. Well, I, I'm not so sure he aged before our, our eyes. I think he aged before he stepped into the ring. Um, I just think that uh, Triple G's career should be over if I'm Triple G. I mean... Uh, theoretically, he retires as a middleweight world champion. Uh, he's got nothing else uh, left to prove. Uh, there's no sense in him uh, going on. I, I, you know, 40 years old. He's been in wars. His style of fighting. Um, you know, as far as Canelo, you know, he avenged the uh, the Bivol loss, if you want to look at it that way, or got back to winning ways. Um, and I thought he looked good. He was aggressive. Uh, you know, there, there, there's times in Canelo's fights where he looks vulnerable, and he, and he, and he appeared like that in the last, um, I don't know, couple of rounds. Um, but it didn't look like, uh, 
uh, Triple G could do anything about it. You know, that was uh, that was the problem there. But uh, in any event, um, overall, I thought it was a, a good performance for Canelo and honestly a bad performance for Triple G. Um, and like I said, I, I think it was his age. As far as the, uh, I know it was his age. As far as the rest of the card goes, um, it wasn't very good, to be honest with you. Uh, coming live uh, from the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Beautiful venue. Loved Las Vegas. Uh, didn't love the card, you know. Austin Ammo Williams kicked off the uh, pay-per-view part of the card. He was supposed to have a signature fight against Kieran Conway. Um, eh, you know, I mean, it got exciting at the end. It was a 10-round uh, middleweight fight. Uh, Williams wins the fight with a unanimous decision. Uh, one judge had it 96-93, two had it 97-92. He's now 12-0 uh, and 0 with uh, nine knockouts. And uh, Kieran Conway drops uh, uh, his third fight. He's 18-3-1. and one. Um, In a middle super middleweight fight, Gabe Rosado, who I've always loved, um, he stepped in the ring with Ali uh, Akhamidov and uh, Akhamidov, uh, improved to uh, 19 and one with uh, 14 knockouts uh, by winning a uh, unanimous decision. 100 to 90 is the way all three judges scored it. And uh, in a in a pretty entertaining fight, uh, Jesse Bam Rodriguez uh, improved to 17 and over 11 knockouts when he won a unanimous decision over Israel Gonzalez, who drops his uh, fifth fight of his career. He's 28 five and one. Um, you know, the way the judges scored that 118, 109, 117, 110, 114, 113. Um, you know, I, I, I thought that Gonzalez uh, might have won the fight, to be honest with you. I mean, he seemed busier, uh, but uh, but nonetheless, I, I didn't think it was a great uh, card at all. Uh, and uh, anticlimactic uh, Triple G Canelo third fight. Uh, Night Owl's asking uh, Bivol rematch for Canelo. Um, you know, I, I think so. I think so. Uh, I think that that fight uh, should happen. Um, I, you know, uh, knowing Canelo, I, I don't think he's going to want to accept that he that he lost. Um, if he doesn't fight Bivol, I think that says a lot um, for, you know, his thought uh, of Bivol, regardless of, of what he would admit. Because remember... You know, he says now that he lost the fight, but the night of the fight, he claimed that he got robbed. He thought he won the fight. Uh, fat man in the chat room saying Triple G looked old and slow. Uh, I agree. I agree with that. He did look old and slow. Um, you know, uh, so, uh, you know, what are you going to do? 40 years old, uh, tough career. You know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, um, you know where do they go from here? Well, um, I uh, I'm getting it. I was wondering. Uh, I sent uh, uh, links to my my uh, team here. And apparently, uh, they didn't get it. But uh, in any event, I thought he looked old and slow as well. Um, so I mean, I think Triple G should hang it up. In my opinion, I think Canelo uh, should. Uh, um, move on and i think canelo should definitely uh fight uh bivel in a rematch uh that's what i'm hoping for anyway 
but uh, I mean, what other fights are out there for him, really? I mean, uh, if you think about it, you know, um, he's he's the undisputed uh, super middleweight champ, and um, you know, I mean, truthfully, uh, the Bivol fight, I think that's a good one for him. What else is out there? You know, I mean, he's not moving up to cruiserweight. I think he learned. Uh, uh, I think he learned that again. You know, but uh, uh, in any event, um, every bit of uh, forty years old, um, in my opinion, Triple G looked tonight. Uh, you know, Canelo. You know, uh, let me ask you this: Do you think Canelo uh, looked fantastic? You know, I I don't know. I thought he looked good, but I don't think he looked fantastic. You know. Um, I thought that uh, uh, he could have been a little more aggressive. Um, you know, Coach is in the chat room. He was dead wrong. I had the same score as Coach. He's saying 118, 110. That's what I scored it. 118, 110. I gave two rounds to uh, uh, Triple G, rounds 9 and 10. Uh, and I thought round uh, 10 was extremely close. Um, but uh, I, I thought round 9 was close. Gave him two rounds. That's it. I was a little surprised at the scorecards. Uh, 115-113 twice. Uh, but uh, joining us now uh, is uh, Dax Khan. Uh, Dax, what's your thoughts of the fight? Um, Triple G aged, like I said. He, um, you know, we've seen, you can remember, this is a guy who is 40 years old. He's fought. Let's see, it was 15 months before he had the Murata fight. And then now, what's it, April, May, June, July, August, September. So then there's another uh, five months. I mean, he looked old in the Murata fight. He just, you know, it just happens. It, uh, it's 160 pounds. The reflexes weren't there. He's moving up in weight. Yeah, he looked good on the scales. But remember, and you've always said it yourself, that Triple G is a small middleweight. Like, he's like Marvin Hagler. Not built the same, but in terms of being a, uh, you know, a small guy. He's a career middleweight. And um, honestly, Canelo didn't look that good tonight either. I didn't think he looked great. And I thought that the way Triple G looked, like I, when I opened up the show, uh, I, I thought he looked I don't think he aged before our eyes I think he was already aged before he stepped in the ring <laughs> you know uh, uh, he, he he should hang him up you know uh, his reflexes weren't there he just seemed like we were talking about in the in the uh, um, prediction show that we did you know I, to me he was acting just like that you know he, he was trying to do something but his body wasn't reacting yeah, that's. Hold on a second here. Uh, in any event, we got Dax uh, correcting something there, but, um, you know, uh, my man John is in the chat room. Uh, one fifteen, one thirteen. He's saying, "What was that?" Uh, yeah, me too. What was that? I, I, I have no idea. I scored. The, I scored the fight one ten, one eighteen. What? Uh, one eighteen, one ten. I should say. What'd you score, it, Dax? I gave Triple G, I think, two rounds. Yeah, me too. That's two rounds. I, um, I, I gave him two rounds. And, it, and again, it wasn't so much that um, what I was trying to say before I was having a, the microphone issues, I remember that I unplugged uh, my headset, is that Triple G is, as we always said on here, a small middleweight. 
you know, him, yeah, he came in heavier than Canelo, but remember, that's his walking around weight. And then on top of the inactivity, you know, so with Triple G tonight, just he aged. Uh, he looked slow in the Murata fight. And Murata isn't a young fighter. Murata's in his, I think, 36, and he had been inactive. So tonight, I don't know what you can really say. All I can say is that um, Canelo is showing us one of two things, and there's been several people who made comments about it, especially um, even fighters, you know, who are retired, um, is that, you know, Canelo is starting to show where, one, he won't be drug tested ever since he failed that clenbuterol test, and then he waits people out. There was no reason to, and then a lot of people were bashing the fact, oh, well, Triple G would have never beaten Canelo. And it's like, then there was complaints about, yeah, you know, the scorecard tonight, I think they were a little bit generous to Triple G. But also remember on that pre-show, what did I say about the two-point scoring for Canelo in Vegas? Weisfeld. <laughs> what did I, but what did I say about that? I don't know. Win or lose, it always seems to be two points. How possibly could you have had Bivol? The, the Bivol fight, two points. I mean, that, that if anything, that was a 118-110 fight. But um, maybe tonight they just wanted to um, correct, you know, the injustices done in the past to uh, Triple G. I don't know. In terms of Triple G, he does have the uh, middleweight title still. I believe that um, what he should do is step back down, um, make some defenses against, you know, some... Guys that uh, are, you know, on the lower part of the uh, the top ten and um, call it a day. I mean, you know. Um, I think you should call it a day right now. Retire as a middleweight champ. You know, he lost to Canelo. He got it. He got his payday. He's he obviously got a good payday. But one fifteen, one thirteen by two of the judges. I thought was. I I think you said it best. You know, generous. You know, yeah. Well, I. I I mean, I found myself trying to find a round to give to Triple G, and I couldn't find one till the ninth. You know, so um, yeah, there's nothing left for him to prove, Dax. He doesn't have to fight anymore. No, he, he he doesn't. That's the thing, you know, where people are. Um, I was thinking about the last time when we did the pre the pre show, saying to myself, you know, Triple G didn't turn pro until what was that? Two thousand and six, I believe it was. And because I was actually at his pro debut, um, he beat uh, Gregory Proska up at um, the Turning Stone, and um, he was really not much of a draw. At but at that point in time, there was a very scary guy that Triple G more or less developed into, who you know um, left the sport due to a back injury. But you know um, the same guy that knocked out Dan, uh, Daniel Jacobs, and what a sensational fight could you imagine? If Dmitry Pirog would have stood around for a little bit versus Gennady Golovkin, it would have been as good as any middleweight fight in history. You know, Pirog is a little bit older, um, but never before had the American promoters seen a Russian or Eastern European fighter, especially at middleweight, be able to move, punch, dodge the way that um, Pirog did. And then once Gennady Golovkin started fighting more in the States, and he started rushing through and going past all these names. Promoters, let's be honest, you were a promoter yourself. Promoters, if they see that somebody is out there destroying people, 
you're not putting your top name in there. That's why he was stuck with that WBA regular title. And that is why that we've seen so many fights that really Triple G should have been involved in. But, you know, boxing unfairly waited him out. And, yeah, I believe that, you know, this is the time for um, Gennady Golovkin to have one defense against somebody in the lower tier and then go out on a win. Yeah. What, what, what's your thoughts on Canelo? What should Canelo do next? As far as Canelo, Canelo is the same way. And don't get me wrong, I'm a big Canelo fan, you know that. But um, lately, he has shown very much to be like that guy that you love to hate. And they seem to, yes, every time he kind of pushes himself to what seems like greatness, they also seem very calculated. And Canelo is more now the money machine. It's even openly spoken about about being the money machine. And there's been so many top guys. I'm not talking about guys that want to pay day. I'm not, I'm not talking about um, certain opponents, um, like even a Billy Joe Saunders or something like that. That's not in his category. But there's guys like David Benavidez who've been begging for him. Remember, a year before Dimitri Bavall faced him before that fight was made. Demetri Baval said one of his post-fights, I think it was after Joseph Jr., he'll drop down to 168 or whoever um, whoever he faced right after uh, Canelo won that uh, lineal title. And he'd move down now. You know, so now, now really the pressure's on Canelo. What are you going to do? Are you going to dare to really be greater than what you which you are, you have a lot of blemishes on your record, as does every all-time great. But, you know, yep, you won a belt against the declining Sergey Kovalev at 175. You stepped back up. You thought you were going to do it against, uh, against uh, Dmitry Bavall. You failed, and you failed horribly. How that was a two-point scorecard on, across the board, gosh only knows. But Chad Dawson, remember, he dropped down to 168 to fight Andre Ward. Andre, he loses horribly. Andre Ward stepped up. Bernard Hopkins and Roy Jones both went all the way up to the light heavyweight division. So, you know, Canelo has a choice now. Either you fight the top names at 168 and you win decisively or you step up to 175 and you once again go after one of the top names and then, you know, just show win, lose, or draw, you are willing to do whatever it takes to cement your legacy because right now, Canelo more or less men say so much to him, you know, the team around him is letting Canelo's uh, legacy be blemished, you know, we've, he's had a lot of criticism over the last couple of years and this Triple G fight should have happened before the Bivol fight I think Canelo. Um, I think he needs to fight Bivol next for for him. Um, I think he is going to seek him out. Um, I just think that uh, that's the fight for him. But you know, um, and, and it will be a money fight, and it's not going to be an easy fight. You know, but uh, anyway, joining it, us I, now. It, it, it'd be, is if that. it happens a hundred times, ninety nine times, it's an easy fight for Demetri Bivol. Alex joins us. Alex, thoughts on the fight, my man? Good Sunday morning, gentlemen. <laughs> um, I uh, enjoyed it. I thought, um, I, I think my prediction was pretty wrong, um, but I, um, I mean, it was not the thriller. I was hoping for Bo Holyfield 3, and um, I think, you know, by far it was, uh, 
I was hoping for the Empire Strikes Back and we got the Return of the Jedi. Um, it was just, there was maybe three really freaking barn burner rounds. Um, and the rest is what we kind of expected. Uh, Triple G just, I mean, he looked his age. And even though, you know, the first two minutes of round one, he was throwing the jab with the pace that I think he, he needed. And then he got countered. Um, and I think to Canelo's credit, I mean, one of the things that I really liked is there was a couple of times there where he was thrown and landing a jab that was very, it's, it's weird. He has these, um, you can tell he's a student of the game because there's times where he has these Tyson-esque, um, not that he's as powerful, but he closes the distance and he has the explosiveness of the Tyson jab and that Tyson right hook to the body. Um, and that's fun to watch. Um, I, uh, yeah, it, it was, I had an enjoyable time. You know, every fight's a story. This was not a thrilling story, um, but it was still an interesting story. And I think, you know, they, they had an interesting trilogy, the three of the two of them. Yeah. I didn't think that this fight, uh, was exciting at all um there was a couple of rounds that were but uh but like i said earlier and and dax and i were just talking i I think triple g it wasn't a case of him aging before our eyes he aged before he stepped in the ring yeah that maybe the camp was rough and i think well he's 40 uh and i think um i did see i think maybe it was eric raskin who had tweeted saying that if you saw the marata fight you know, this really shouldn't have been a surprise. And I think that's, you know, as much as I thought, you know, yeah, he handled Murata and the guy's a young kid. But I think one of the things about that fight, it took him a while to heat up. And I think that's what we saw tonight. And when you, it takes you a while to heat up against a, a badass like Canelo, you're pretty far down the hole. And that's where he was tonight. He couldn't come back out. Dax, I thought uh, after the third round, it looked to me, with the exception of the two rounds I gave um, uh, Triple G, it looked like he was fighting to go 12 rounds. He, he was. I mean, it's just, it happens. It happens to all the greats. We've seen it. Um, at least he finished on his feet. I can say that. You know, I just think um, more or less there were moments or a lot of moments in that fight. It kind of reminded me of Shane Mosley versus Floyd Mayweather. When remember Shane Mosley gets Floyd in trouble and buckles Floyd and he jumps on him. And in our heads, we're thinking about the Margarito fight where Mosley just, but that was the last time Mosley was able to pull the trigger because he wasn't able to follow up in the um, Mayweather fight after hurting him, you know, and not comparing the two fights or the fighters. I'm just saying that's more or less what seemed to happen with Triple G. He would have a little moment of success, but then he couldn't put anything together. He couldn't couldn't put any combinations together, which, as the old saying goes, he he just could not pull the trigger anymore. And that's that's what happens. As far as Triple G's career, like I stated, he should just go back down to middleweight and fight somebody like Arislandi Lara or maybe Carlos Adamas or something like that, and then go out with a win. There's um, even if he won tonight, okay, and he was five years or six years younger, he's way too small for that division. There's a, there's some big guys in that division, so you know, really, what was he going to do other than say I won the belts? Alex, you know, um, 
I, I my thought on that, just to just to counter Dax, is that you know he's already the middleweight champ. He didn't lose his titles tonight. He was challenging for the super middleweight. I mean, he doesn't have to fight again. I I don't think we need to see him in the ring again. He's not going to get any better. And I think you're going to see the same version of him. Um, and I don't think he has anything left to prove. As a matter of fact, I, the way he was acting and and responding. I'm surprised Canelo didn't jump all over him. Now now I wonder, you know, is Canelo slipping? Well, I think, to me, I think that um, what Canelo wants is the, uh, you know, the winner of uh, Bivol Zerto. Um, he wants that Bivol rematch, which to me, um, I, I don't think that's the way to go. I do. Uh, I I want to see that. I, personally. I think Bibble beats him. That's what Dak time. says. That's what that. Yeah, yeah, but I, mean, I think. But but I, but I mean, that's what Canelo should try to, to challenge himself. That's all. That's well, what great that's fighters what do. Think, he, he could also die, you know uh, rule the 168 pound roost for a while. Who's left in that division? Uh we got uh, what's his name, uh, Gilberto Ramirez. I mean, uh, David Benavides. Um, that's you know, a tough fight for Canelo. He's so big. Benitez yeah, is so big. You, you get Benavidez, and then you have that um, oh, that that other uh, Russian fighter. And uh, you know, if we weren't talking about him, wasn't so so uh, darn late, I'd be able to um, <laughs> remember his name. You know what I mean? If if, if it wasn't uh, Wednesday in Japan right now, um, <laughs> gosh, what the what's his name? Um, it's uh, it's it's Baznikan or something like that. Uh, you know he's 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 a you know tremendous fighter. Um, you know for Canelo, there's some challenges for Canelo out there. Um, Dave Morrell in a few fights is going to be somebody that um, Canelo should take seriously. And Canelo himself, I really don't know. Um, that's a valid point, as we stated in the pre-fight show. What, if anything, did the Bivol loss do to him mentally? Because we can sit here and despite, I mean, debate and go back and forth on the facts on what moments and who did this and who did that. But let's be honest, going by looking at her eyes, that was a one-sided fight. Remember, there was a, a moment in that seventh round where Canelo actually looked scared. because And Bivol was just jabbing him and, and Canelo had no answers for him. And so, as far as Canelo goes, with the promotional issues that he has, um, the the uh, the splitting with a trainer and um, all the money he has, as I always say, once you have a bank account that's ten figures, getting punched in the face for a living, kind of loses its appeal. And you know that could be the sake, you know. And again. There would be no shame if Canelo went, fought somebody in the lower top 10, and he retired. Because, you know what? If anything, actually, I'd have to say, I would encourage that due to the fact that Canelo is in his early 30s. And we love nothing more than to see a fighter come in, make a legacy for themselves, make money for themselves, and retire intact. And Canelo would be able to do that. Yeah, I think mentally he's going to want Bivol again. Coaches in the chat room saying, no, Bivol's going to fight B2B. No way. You know, if I'm Bivol, 
Of course, and if Canelo wants the rematch, of course I make that fight. That's a huge money fight for both of those fighters. And Bitabeev is just a dangerous wacko. He, he, you know, he's who wants to get in the ring with him? You know, I mean, really. But uh, yeah, Bitabeev's a monster. He's a beast. Yeah, yeah. Golovkin did say that he um, intends to keep fighting. I did watch. I stayed for the interviews, um, and. Uh, he, um, you know, he said he will continue at, at middleweight, where he is the, still the champion. Um, and I think um, there's this guy uh, that's really fun to watch, Demetrius Andrade. Have you ever seen him? That's yeah, right. he's a he's a real he's an exciting force. That's Didn't he move? He, he moved up to super middleweight. Oh well, don't tell me he's going to fight Canelo. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but, but he's, he's um, isn't he the WBO middleweight champion? No, he. I think he just moved. I just. I thought he just oh, moved yeah. up, didn't he? And Dimitri Bivol has been, I mean, um, Demetrius Andre has been talking, 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 talking. Alex Ferripalli is literally half the man he used to be, and he'll still call him Dan Raphael. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Because that's all he does. He talks. He's on autopilot. And the last thing I would want to see is him getting a fight with Triple G and then going around and bragging about how he beat Triple G because... Demetrius Andre hasn't gone after anybody when they were in their prime, dangerous, and they were willing to fight him. And Joe DeGuardi himself will tell you that. Well, I, I was I was mostly kidding, but um, I, he is one of the guys that's you know a, a top middleweight, um, and it's a fight that you know in terms of uh, brain damage, uh, it's it's not uh, as dangerous for uh, Golovkin at this stage. Um, you know, uh, if, th when if you, if you make a claim like that to to look at an older fighter that everybody thought was done, and then all of a sudden he he seemingly had a, a, a another career after forty. Uh, Bernard Hopkins was a different fighter. You could see that he had so much left, and he proved it. I didn't see that from Triple G tonight. Uh, I didn't see it in his previous fight either, like Dax alluded to earlier. Um, and uh, Murata wasn't that young. You know, uh, so I I, th I think Triple G sh needs to hang him up. He 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 should call it. A, it's a Hall of Fame career. You know, his only two losses and draw is at the hands of one man, Canelo Alvarez. So, um, in my opinion, uh, Canelo needs to uh, get Canelo himself right now. If he retires, a Hall of Famer. So no, no, I agree with that. But no, my point, yeah, my point on that is, is that you know, if your only losses and a draw is to a fellow Hall of Famer. Yeah, but no, but I think that Canelo, the type of person he is and what he says he wants to do for the sport, I think he'll seek out the Bivol fight, and uh, who knows after that. But uh, but well, speak. What did you guys think of the Bam Rodriguez fight, um, uh, Gonzalez fight, um, I thought was really good, and it was strange um, that the crowd wasn't too into it, but, you know, it's still, people are still walking in. Um because uh, I, I really enjoyed that fight. It was a test for Rodriguez. I think uh, Kenny Bayless, man, did he miss a low blow. And uh, that was one of the things that was interesting to me because at Elpen Canastota uh, this year, they had had that big referee panel. Um, I think they did it a couple of years ago too, but they had quite a few referees all answering questions at the same, same time. And pretty much, I think it was unanimous that if they don't see it, they will not call it. And that was the only thing that I could account for how ridiculous that was, is that maybe Bayless just didn't see it, was not looking 
there, whatever. So he didn't feel confident to call it a low blow um, because that was absolutely a low blow. And he really blew blew that claw. The other two, the other two were borderline. To be honest with you, and and uh, well, and the one replay though, they were below the hoop. They, they were, they were. But I thought that um, that the one he didn't call was the worst, and the one that the point got deducted um, was uh, was borderline. You know, and, and that fight. It was an entertaining fight, but I'm not so sure about the scorecards. On I, I, I actually yeah, thought, I, I actually thought Gonzalez squeaked out that fight. You know, um, and to to see the scorecards, uh, they were kind of crazy. One eighteen, one oh nine. One judge had one seventeen, one ten, and and one had it probably the most realistic score. One fourteen, one thirteen. Yeah, in terms of the uh, the low blows. Go back and check um, Andre Ward or um, Sergio Mora's Twitter feed because Sergio Mora decided that he was going to take a still shot of that low blow and post it up and say how it reminded him of Andre Ward. And Andre Ward just really came back and said, that's nothing like me. You were nothing like me. Your career was nothing like me because you're not me, son. Right. <laughs> like, wow, they really got to um, a beef over that. And then uh, as far as the, um, the Andre thing... Uh, Stating um, earlier in turn, you know, he's another guy that uh, I'm not even sure what's left for him. I mean, Triple G has two of the belts, and then Charlo has another belt. And those guys have been calling Triple G out for quite some time. And I think those two guys should face each other. Triple G face somebody on the lower tier, and then, you know, um, you know, call the day. And now as for the Bam Rodriguez fight, that's a, that's a fight he needed. I mean, this is, um, you know, this, this is, you know, people, what I didn't understand is, you know, people didn't realize that Gonzalez has a deeper resume. He's challenged for world titles three previous times. I think um, the first time was uh, uh, year one, uh, Akaz, and it took, it was like 10 rounds TKO, which is out of uh, pure exhaustion where he got knocked out and then... Um, Kijafi and Roman Gonzalez, they both beat him by decision. Um, you know, this is something that Gonzalez needed to experience in terms of being in control and then having his opponent come back and then having to adjust. Yes, he's running on a high right now, and the media and his promoters are building him up based off his two wins, his back-to-back -back wins over Carlos uh, Kudras and uh, Rungvisai, but, you know, they're faded ex-champions. So, um, Gonzalez, he uh, just, Gonzalez, you know, he is the type of guy that is not there for a paycheck, and he is the type of guy that will either beat you or he will make you better. There's nothing in between. And you could have made a strong case that he did win that fight tonight, but, you know, Bam Rodriguez and his team, when they go back and they look at this, they're going to realize what they need to do and what adjustments they need to make if they expect to get in there with the likes of um, Francisco Rodriguez Jr. or Andrew Maloney, uh, Joshua Franco, and able to gain a little <laughs> bit more of that type of experience so they can go in there and face a Roman Gonzalez or Juan Francisco Mastro. Estrada. Francisco Ioka. Right. Well, yeah, they were they were talking as if that, you know, that would be his next fight. The winner of that fight, yeah. The winner of that, which well, I think that it, might be a 
mistake. It might be a little too soon. The oh, thing yeah. with the thing with him is that he's a young fighter and he shows a lot of promise. I do think uh, that he, the fight tonight was definitely an educational fight against uh, Gonzalez. Um, and you know, when you see a fighter fight, you know, when they go to that level and they fight and perform the way. Uh, Rod, uh, Rodriguez did tonight against Gonzalez that's when you kind of want to get another Gonzalez type fighter and put him in with him so that he can dominate because if he can't dominate um, he's not ready to take on uh, the winner of Estrada uh, uh, Chocolito I, I mean he's just not he's just not ready you know but uh, in any event we, we... one of the things that I, I just thought that was interesting that maybe and I don't want to defend ridiculous scorecards, but power is always something that you kind of miss in the two dimensions of television. So maybe it was Rodriguez, because I definitely think Rodriguez was the one who was landing heavier punches. Um, maybe there was more of an uh, impact. Uh, of over that. 100 more. Did you yeah, see if, that? If you're ringside, maybe seeing that up close, that definitely has a much more uh, a bigger impact when you're in the room with. But that. you see, that's always been the age-old question with scoring: how yeah. many lighter punches equal a heavy punch? You yeah, know, like so, uh, so you know, so you, you could look at a fighter that, let's say, was landing jabs all night long, like just like a piston, and you know, he steps in the ring with a, with a Rodriguez who lands a, uh, two, three, four power shots during the round. Is it enough to win the round? Sometimes, you know. I mean, you know, look at the two fighters uh, in the Canelo uh, Triple G fight. I mean, Triple G was busted up. Fight. There were so many rounds in the second fight where it was like that, where they would land a similar amount of punches, and one guy's maybe were a little heavier, and you'd be doing this strange sort of, uh, you know, uh, punch math. Whose punches were more, you know, how many punches from this guy do you divide into this guy's? And, um, you know, who landed more? And, and, you know, that's that's what makes it a subjective sport. Well, that's when aggressiveness comes in. Those things. But, yeah, that, you know, aggressiveness. Well, and I think we saw that in the Ammo Williams fight. Sometimes it's ineffective aggressiveness. And I think for a long time, these announcers were really not too good. Um, and yeah, you I, know who they were. They were the two guys. They they were on different groups, but they were from that stupid uh, the zone boxing show. Those yeah, they, those two guys. Oh well, Grisham. I thought tonight, Mama Mia. Some of the things he came out with. There was just a lot of things that they said. it drove me nuts. I'm sorry to interrupt you. And I literally, it's I put it on our Twitter feed somewhere, when, and they actually sat there and said that this trilogy ranks up there with Ali. Frazier it ranks up there with Pacquiao Marquez it ranks up there with Gaddy and Ward well I think and, I mean, and I'm just like Marquez, really I think he meant the significance not even a trilogy I think he just meant the significance of it not I couldn't have possibly meant the the quality of it because you know but uh, no, they, they they said significance. Uh, but w one of the things I was going to say about the uh, that Williams fight is that he there was a lot of in the early rounds, he was just coming forward and he wasn't throwing enough. Um, uh, he just throw he throws big bombs rather than jabbing his way in, 
And I thought that Conway, at least early, uh, I thought he was doing, was pretty effective in catching him with short shots on his way in. And then once he uh, bloodied his nose, the whole thing changed. Yeah, he, well, towards the... Williams is a work in progress. I mean, he, he was smothering his own shots the way he would come in so aggressively. Well, that's what happens when you feed guys that, you know, you're, you're able to knock out so quickly. You It becomes, you know, that's the way you fight, you know. But uh, but you're right. When when uh, he, he got busted up, I mean, he just, that was the end of him fighting, um, you know, uh, uh, at he, the yeah, last three, last, what was it, three or four rounds, right? He was just, I thought he was going to get knocked out. Seventh, maybe that it that it broke, and then blood was coming from both nostrils, which tends to mean it's broken. Um, I, I so got I two 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 more things, guys. Um, one, it, it looks like remember we were talking uh, about you know this year, and you know it seems like they're making some good fights. We, we're talking about uh, now, you know, potentially uh, Fury and, and AJ. Well. Uh, it was announced uh, uh, late last week. Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford, uh, apparently are going to be fighting November 19th. Contracts haven't been signed, but verbally uh, both teams have agreed. Uh, what's your thoughts on this, Dax? I, um, my thoughts on it is I would love to see it, but we've gone through this too many times. So With this fight? Still, yeah, we've just gone through this too many times in this sport over the last decade for these big huge fights that we've been dying to see and the teasing and the teasing and the teasing so when there's an announcement that both guys have signed on paper then I'll be excited I'm sorry fool me once fool me twice that's fine after that I'm just a fool and Mayweather and Pacquiao did that to all of us Mayweather did it. Uh, Alex, what, what's your thought? What's your thoughts on the potential? I gotta do it. I have to. What, what's your thoughts on the Spence uh, potential? Spence Crawford, November nineteenth. Uh, I'm thrilled. I'm very excited. However, I think there's a danger uh, in getting too excited because this was an exciting week and. You know, let's be honest. Hey, oh, basically what you're saying is you can't have too much excitement in one there whole was, week. <laughs> this this week was like a boxing boner-inducing week. And then to hear that news, it was like another boner-inducing. And as they say, you know, to go more than four hours with a boxing boner, you should really consult your physician. Yeah. <laughs> so I do think that, um, like Dak said, uh and personally, because I did retweet it and get very excited, um, maybe I should have waited until one of the fighters said it because it's still not official. Um, and it is one of those things where it's like, you know, they've been talking about this fight happening for a long time, and it's really sad. He, Hall of Famer uh, Nigel Collins uh, tweeted something the other day with a picture of Crawford and said, this is you know, the best fighter of the gener of a generation who is literally dying on the vine. Well, according to ESPN, uh, you know, the negotiations are, are pretty much done. Uh, well, negotiate? Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, uh, the, 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 the purse split, the purse split, and Errol Spence is going to get the bigger portion of it, um, and Al Heyman is, is taking all the credit for that. They uh, Logistically, they need to split 
the pay-per-view, how they're going to do it. But Terrence Crawford basically said, in true Terrence Crawford fashion, I don't care about the split. I want to fight Errol Spence to prove who the best welterweight in the world is. And I believe this fight will happen. Um, I I didn't think it was going to happen this year, but I'm thrilled to death. The last thing I want to mention before I get in my feety pajamas uh, is... Um, we were talking about uh, movies, right? We were talking about movies. And the one that uh, slipped my mind that is also a very good one uh, that a lot of people may never have heard of, uh, it was called The Ring. And it came out in 1952, stars uh, uh, Lalo Rios as a Mexican fighter. Basically, the way the story is, is uh, uh, this kid uh, was getting picked on, a Mexican kid uh, getting picked on and basically cleaned up a bunch of guys, you know, kicking their butt. And uh, who happens to see him but a promoter turns him pro. And uh, it's a pretty interesting story. The Ring uh, is another one. Final thoughts, fellas. I like the, the I thought you meant the one with Naomi Watts. I really like that one. No, no, I'm, I'm talking uh, <laughs> 1952, not that, he, that, that The one he's talking about isn't even about boxing. I know, <laughs> I know. Final it's, thoughts on the fight, you know, tonight. This is what happens when you get past 40 and it's past 130. Yeah. Uh, my final thoughts, I I enjoyed it, even though it was uh, certainly not uh, as uh, exciting as I hoped, uh, anywhere near as exciting as I hoped. There were moments that, um, you know, was fun. Uh, I think uh, Canelo, you know, solidified himself as uh, his argument for, you know, being one of the best in the sport. I kind of I kind of lean towards Usyk though, um, but because uh, to me to me that was unfinished business, and um, he proved that uh, you know maybe the maybe it's a different fight two years ago, uh, but um, whatever they fought now it's over and um, I mean he left no doubt I think Canelo. Uh, to me he he is definitely uh, you know one of the top three guys in the sport. Um, in a way, Usyk and um, and Canelo, and uh, you know he, like I said, uh, there's moments where I thought that jab was just to me. It reminded me of um, prime Mike Tyson, like when he was just busting up Terrell Biggs with that jab. Uh, it's a, really a beautiful, explosive, distance closing shot. And um, and I thought tonight was going to be about Golovkin's jab, and to me, the Canelo jab was much more exciting. Dax, final thoughts? I know you weren't excited for the fight to begin with. You're certainly not loaded with energy tonight after the fight. Is there anything that, you know, sticks out? What does stick out to me was the post-fight moments. And when you think about Canelo going over there and all the hype in the building, put everything, you know, take the fan hat off and stuff, you know, and think about, you know, this history part of what those two have gone through together. It was great to see the fact that it ended on a good note. Nobody walked out of the ring storming out, um, complaining, and that in terms of the fight being boring itself, you almost wonder if Canelo coming off a loss... Triple G being inactive because I do believe that there was times that Canelo could have stepped up on the gas and you did see in the middle rounds where Triple G was severely faded Um, it was almost like you know 
I can just go on to this and I can win this fight without having to go out there and knock him out. Now, that may sound off, but, you know, it's 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 respectful. I mean, there's there's been champions in the past who have done that, you know. So I have enough respect for this guy, and I have built enough respect for this man that, you know, I'll go out there and I'll, and I'll box them, but I'm not going to do anything to embarrass him. Well, my final thoughts. First of all, I, I think that he was trying for a knockout and he didn't get it. Um, but I did agree. I do agree with you. I like the sportsmanship at the end. Um, I, I, I think that Canelo, I think that he gets tired in fights and he recovers quickly. And I think we saw that tonight where he did run out of gas a couple of times, but he camouflages it very well. Um, you know, those couple of rounds that it, it looked like, uh, Triple G was was catching up with him, and maybe the t- tide was going to turn. I think that was just a case of Canelo taking a breather. Um, I think he was in control of the fight the whole night. Like I said, I I don't know what the judges were seeing. I think they were they were ringside. I wasn't, but I scored the fight one eighteen one ten. I thought it was an easy win for Canelo, um, and I hope that. Uh, I hope Triple we don't G see a just fourth. I, no, we'll never see a fourth. But I hope we don't even see Triple G in the ring again. But uh, in any event, I appreciate everybody uh, joining us after this fight and uh, staying awake with us, which we barely can do right now. Uh, and we will be Uh-oh. here. We will be back on Wednesday. Watch uh, a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was thinking about going to make some lasagna. No, uh, we'll be back on Wednesday. <laughs> And and we'll uh, we'll be talking more about boxing. So until then, uh, ciao, baby.